We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, obviously that... uh... That was a good football team we just played. We weren't ready. There's no way that uh, I think that's exactly what our football team is. That responsibility starts with me. I'll take responsibility for that. Well, I just think it came down to a lot of things, but when you really look at the tackling part of it, I mean, you guys, there was, there was a lot of missed tackles. And when you have missed tackles on, the, on a defense, whether it's linebackers, back end, D linemen, you're going to get guys extending plays you look at the third downs i mean that's that's an amazing statistic no matter who you're playing we're going to go back and we're going to look look at it i mean obviously we're not as good as the first game and i would like to think we're not as bad as the second game that we're somewhere in the middle well this this is definitely humble pie i mean if i don't know what it tastes like it probably tastes exactly the way i feel right now so uh, we'll go home and we're still family and we'll work on us and uh, hopefully the season will uh, recover and we'll be happy with what happens at the end of this when this is all done with the results. This is, this is what I know. When the season starts, you're either considered a good team or a bad team. And it's normally based off of what the other team did the year before, which means it has nothing to do with your team and the team in the year that you're in. Now, all that's gone, and now we have to decide what the 2019 team's going to be. You don't have the memories of the 2018 season anymore after something like this. So now what kind of team is the 2019 football team going to be? All by themselves. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, it always, as always, please share it. The universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. So, welcome back. Um, we're on time this week. That's about the only good news we have for you. So, uh, Maryland stuns the orange. 63-20 to 20 in a straight-ass whooping, quite frankly, and SU drops to 1-1 one and one heading into the home opener against Clemson. You'll hear from us, and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. But first, before we go there, now, Joe, if you found 100 yeah. bucks on the street, would you keep walking or would you pick it up? Of course you'd pick it up because you lack integrity. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. No, my point is... It'd be the same answer as last episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, So my point point is, is that you pick all all these winners all the time, but you don't ever put money on them. No, not last week. Not last week. Good (laughs) thing you didn't put money on it last week. But we're always picking winners, and you know what it's like. If if you want to, to win some money off some of the picks you make... Uh, I suggest heading over to my bookie. I wouldn't be telling you guys about this if uh, they weren't good to me, and they have been. Now, uh, if you don't know what online betting is all about, I suggest you check it out. If you do know what it's about, then you know what you're in for, and you know what the risks are. And I suggest you go over to my bookie. So do the smart thing if you're going to bet on football this season. Bet with my bookie. Uh, did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? With my bookie, will let you do that. If by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. So, I mean, easy, right? Seems easy. Uh, if you're the kind of gal, guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try the parlay. If your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet the end of this NFL season, uh, this is the best time to bet of the year. Join now in my bookie. We'll double your first deposit up to $1,000. Use the promo code CHAIR 
to activate that offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Thank you, my bookie. So, Joe, look. What's up? You know, you hear a lot of the you hear a lot of the rumblings of well, you get the snark and you get the you get the you know oh we're done we're done we're, we're <laughs> it's it's gonna be it uh, yep. you know and you and you hear the oh it's just one game the truth is it's somewhere in the middle right. I mean, if you're being honest, usually you take the extremes, you go somewhere in the middle. I mean, heading yeah. into this game, uh, the de- the defense led me to believe from the Liberty game that this was going to be kind of a low-scoring game. Uh, Maryland, though, scores six on their first seven drives. Uh, the opening drive for each squad kind of set the pace for the entire game, and the Orange were never close after it was 0-0. Zero to zero. That was pretty much it. Uh, the Terps, uh, neared, they neared 400 yards of total offense in the first half, and the score, as we all know, was 42-13 going into the half. DeVito, I thought he did a little bit better this game against a tougher opponent. He was uh, 71%, 71.8%, 28 for 39 for 330 yards and three touchdowns. He had the interception and he had the fumble. Um, So, I mean, he was constantly flush outside the pocket and it seems like once he's flush outside the pocket and the play breaks down, that pretty much it it is what it is. And the play breaks down, it's broke. There's no, I haven't seen him really fix it. The likelihood of him doing so seems slim. So uh, if you're looking at a silver lining though, Tristan Jackson, he was an absolute stud with 157 yards and two TDs. Mo Neal struggled uh, 3.9 yards a carry totaled 48 yards, no touchdowns. And uh, we'll hear, you know, again, we talk about the offensive line being an issue. So, um, with all of that, with DeVito being flushed, with kind of not getting the run game going real good. So, Joe, uh, the defense, it bit on a lot of the, the play actions and misdirection plays that Maryland offense offered, and they allowed 650 yards total, 354 of those rushing yards, negative four against Maryland, or against Liberty, and then Maryland racks up 354. They allowed 73% third down conversion rate which is, that's brutal, man. And they only forced three punts. So here's my question to you, Joe. Is this a cause for concern? Or um, is it that this defense maybe came to this game a little overconfident? Or maybe they just underestimated Maryland? It seems to me that Maryland putting up 79 points on um, Howard probably was legit, really wasn't a fluke. I think this offense with the grad transfer from uh, Virginia Tech... Uh, Josh Jackson is, I mean, he's legit, man. He's, yeah. He's legit. Yeah. And they, this offense is good. Yeah. Like we talked about before, I just think, and I've always thought that this, these first three games of the season, uh, we're going to be the most difficult. I think everything after that, uh, Clemson game, this Clemson game works out pretty well schedule wise for us. Um, every year in college football, you lose some people in Mostly, most of the time, you lose some important people from your starting lineups and your defense and your offense. So every year in the beginning, you know, there is kind of a struggle depending on how your camp goes. And we know that we did have some injuries there that kind of hindered some some growth and cohesion in some of the units. It's uh, mostly on offense. And um, also with these two first games, it's two. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? 
The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Brand new head coaches, brand new systems, playbooks. Maryland, they were really vanilla against Howard. They didn't have to really do anything crazy. And we really haven't even had um, good tape to, to go off of for these coaches to really have the kids as, as, as ready as they usually um, would be um, if you had multiple games on tapes. You can try to get some tendencies and stuff like that and at least know what a team's going to do. So uh, Maryland, they had players. They had some good players. Uh, I think last year they just had some some things distract them, and they but they had some good, good games as well and some good wins. Uh, and you bring some graduate transfers in, and bring in a, a different coach with a, a different type of uh, culture, you know, him coming from Alabama, him being the Alabama offense coordinator. Um, no one really knew this, what, what was going to happen. You know, we always looked at this as a trap game all throughout the offseason. Uh, your first two games away, not knowing what to expect. And uh, the game right before Clemson, hoping that we're going to get game day and being 2-0 and going into that game. And all in all, I think a lot of people knew that this was going to be a trap game. And it kind of felt that way for a long time. Yeah. Right. Plus, exactly. we didn't know. I mean, I think Maryland's legit. I wouldn't be surprised if they break into the top 25 soon. And I just think that. I think they did. Did actually. Okay. Well, there you go. Right, I know like Syracuse is out. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I think they're but legit. But you got to take. Yeah, I think they are, too. And you got to take, um, obviously, the good with the bad. We did that last year. You know, we almost beat Clemson, uh, turned around, and then lost to Pittsburgh. And I'm sure that there were some fans that were talking about how, oh, the season's over. Oh, we're going to be an awful team, this, this, and that. And we turned around, and look what we did. So one loss isn't isn't going to end the season. And on top of that, it's a non-conference loss. So um, even last year, you saw the progression with the linebackers and with other certain units. I remember our offensive line wasn't. Uh, they they still had some mishaps last year, in the beginning of the year as well. So um, it happens, and um, I'm just I'm kind of I don't want to say it doesn't really upset me that much because again, like he's talked about humble pie. You know, this is something that he can use to motivate them, and uh, and I'm just looking forward. You know, I just don't want to look back at this game. I don't want to affect this Clemson game. I know Clemson's tough, and it might not have anything to do with it. And if fate is we're going to lose and we start out the year one and two then then so be it but with these these first three games they got to get their stuff together and they got to get that cohesion so that they can attack the rest of the schedule you know after these first three games but i always look at this as a trap game and i was always so nervous about it cohesion 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 we're going to keep hearing it until it's fixed i feel like that the the offense kind of right now especially with sam heckelow i feel like it is what it is and it is the defense right. that is gonna that is gonna help this team pull out the wins, and it's just it's kind of what you see is what you get. But they're gonna get better as the year goes on, and you know this Clemson game, as you mentioned, is a lot of you know overcome adversity. We've seen it happen before. Two years ago, we came out of nowhere and did it. We weren't that great of a right. team then. You know, right. you're just getting used to this this different feel with the quarterback, and a lot of people are are, are saying, "Oh, well, you know." They, I mean, let's give the let's give the dude a chance. We keep comparing him to Dungy. He's not yeah. Dungy. No. You know, it's totally no, it's I've a totally it. different feel. Yeah, and I've I heard comments talking about maybe we should go to the next guy and see who he's oh, got. Who the, the Devito might Welch. not be the guy, or it's too it's too fast for him. This is clearly a six and six team. You know, you hear stuff no. like that, and it's just like. You can't. I mean, it's you no. can't. A team no, isn't the dude, be what a team's the dude be is after two years. He's on the run constantly. Yes. Oh, dude, yeah. He's yeah. on the and run real, constantly. Realistically, if you look at his numbers, I mean, twenty-eight to thirty-nine for three hundred thirty yards. If, right. 
But that's Couple not touchdowns. in. Yeah, three touchdowns, 330 right, three yards, touchdowns. 71.8%. That's now, really freaking good. He had two turnovers, he had an interception, and he got, you know. The fumble, though. That's, fumble from behind. That's a fixable thing, and the interception yep. was a was a, was a a bad decision. That's just being in uh, this position. I think that was a bad decision, but I think the receiver gave up a little bit, too. And I think that's one of he the He was main, out of bounds. This is one of the main problems right now with that is, like, I was, think that right now the offense is learning – how to like get along without Dungy because when Dungy because make moved the pocket like that, what did he do? He ran. Yeah. So I don't think the receivers really needed to worry about scrambling, getting open, doing the scramble drill and start running toward and try to get themselves open and work themselves open back toward the quarterback. Uh, you know, that's what receivers are taught to do from a very, I mean, high school and even earlier level. So uh, I think that's something that the receivers are struggling with still, because again, it was usually when Dungy was rolling out like that, he was taken you know, off. He had tunnel vision, and he was taken off. That's not DeVito's game. He tries to extend the play and try to hopefully have some of his receivers break off into an open area so that he can, you know, ad lib something and maybe make a play. You know, what? but if not, he's going to be smart and throw it away. And I think that's what he was trying to do was get close to the receiver slash throw it away, and it was just a errant pass that it was one. The errant play, pass but, on the run. And but it, I don't think you can really blame him for that I mean that game especially looking at the way that he kept his poise and really didn't you know collapse he showed some maturity in in both games quite honest quite honestly because I mean they both weren't like if you look at his stats they look really good his stats look great but when you put it in the context of the game those those you know a lot of those yards a lot of those chunks of yards came on the three drives where we actually scored and those drives looked really good they like, did. They were. Yeah. They were. He had some fast pretty balls paced. where you can throw, throw the guys open in oh, the, open spots. The over the shoulder throw to Tristan Jackson, that long one yeah. he had, that was that was beautiful. And he's got it. We know he's got it. We know the precision is there. We know the accuracy is there. The problem right, is you go he's down got, that fast. That's the problem too. Is you know we do rely on trying to oh, get. They talked yeah. about getting well, a it was run. The turnovers. Game. Both turnovers cost fourteen points. Well, but not only that, but I mean, just you know, we talked about having a run game. And, you know, trying to start our offense with the run game so, you know, that we can use some play action with Tommy and stuff like that. And when you go down that fast, then you can't really (laughs) can't really run the ball that much. You know what I mean? No, we got to throw it. And they coach was asked about that and even put in the montage. But you could tell how frustrated he was. He was because he's like. I mean, hello, we're trying to save clock. You know, you don't want to just run the clock out by running the ball. And yeah, the, you're losing 35 to 13 in the first half, and it's like, you know, what do you, you want to You have to throw the ball. You have to throw the ball. And, you know, yeah. maybe a, a turnover or a quick stop or three and out or something. But, no, that's not what happened. And no. Maryland set the pace for that game at the beginning of the first uh, half and the beginning of the second half. So yeah. you're playing catch-up the entire time. Basically, what they were trying to do is stop the freaking bleeding. And unfortunately, they weren't even able to do that. So yeah, uh, but it was nice to see Devito and Tristan Jackson fix some stuff. Obviously, yeah, yeah, because that's think, that's a connection, dude. That's going to be freaking, yeah. And I think Sam Heckel obviously being out, I think hurt our lineup pretty good. Yeah, as far as offensive line wise. So absolutely, a, you I mean, know, you've got guys game that, game two, the second different starting lineup. So we'll see how that goes as the season goes. So I mean, you want to be able to start and finish games with a full unit, and that's how you—that's how, you know, that's how offensive lines and units and teams grow. Yeah, and it kind so of being able to get the reps. So, and that was yeah. another thing that was telling from that um, press conference. I don't know if you uh, heard it or caught it. Was what, when he was talking about the players and um, how you know, if I say four, I don't mean three, or if I say blue, I don't mean yellow, or you know, something like what he's talking about with that. And yeah, I think. Without really coming out and saying it, and you know the the people that really know are they're gonna catch it, but that was kind of him saying that they got down fast and there was players that were out there trying to do too much. That they're 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 calling plays so that you know players had certain things that they had to do on that play, and they were doing something different because they were out there trying to they're make doing a play too and much. Ended up coming back and biting you, and, and you know, and that's how. When you set up plays on offense and in defense, you know, it's set up to where, depending on what happens on the other side, you know, you have a responsibility. And if everybody does their responsibility and, and, and a majority of the players on your side win that responsibility in that matchup, then a lot of times it's a positive play. And um, 
if if some players start going rogue because they want to try to make a spectacular play and not do their job, so the holes open up. Hang hang their guys out to dry, and uh, I think just by him saying that, I think that there was a lot of that on defense as well. I think that was one of the reasons why they ended up scoring more was that after we got down, I think there were some guys that were trying to make, you know, maybe just getting out of out of where they're supposed to be, not not lined up right or. You know, just it's like panic not, mode, basically. Yeah, panic mode, trying to make a yes, play. Yes, trying to get the know. interception. Trying to, they're over pursuing. They're over pursuing right. the trying offense. Trying to make a big play. And, yes, missing the tackles, line, and they're just sacking, out of position. Right, set, trying to go get a sack and not filling your gap. You know, stuff like that, and then a big play happens. Just stuff like that, and I think that that's why the bleeding got worse. To be perfectly honest with you, and, and again, that's just something that we just we just got to learn you know well, and another thing with tackling tackling same thing linebackers last year we went through a little spell with our linebackers not being able to tackle i mean hell that's why we lost to clemson in that fourth quarter we couldn't tackle anything ETN. so i mean again game two there's going to be some things we got to iron out and that's what you're seeing you're seeing the growing pains so it, the season just started really fast. You had Liberty, and then boom, Maryland was a, a surprise. You got number one Clemson coming into the dome. It's going to be huge, you exactly. know. You got all. Right. You got all. You know. Uh, yep. I, I saw a lot of tweets and a lot of social media stuff. It says StubHuds being flooded with Clemson tickets. Uh, all of a sudden, people are just jumping ship, and it's like this is the thing with the Syracuse fans. And look, I understand some of it, but I, on one hand, it's like. Boo-hoo. Like, you know, put your big boy pants on. Get, get over it. The team's going to get over it. Uh, Lakeem Williams put out a tweet yesterday. It was like, look, heads up, man. Let's let's do this. We're going to grow from this, basically. You know, so, um, you know, basically is the gist of it. But, I mean, let's go. Support our team, you know? I mean, I understand. Yeah. Look, I was pissed. I was pissed. Yesterday was awful. Yeah. That was terrible. It was hard. It was, it was really hard. hard. Hard pill to swallow, but again, it was embarrassing. It's just, Let's be honest. Well, and that's a motivation. Absolutely, because so. that's what happens. That's what you see. You see, I mean, we've seen seasons where we've beaten Clemson and then turned around and lost every single game after that. And then you see seasons <laughs> yeah, like last that year. That was a four and eight season. Right. Yeah. And well, then you see seasons last year where we lost a close game, heartbreaker to Clemson. And then turn around and lose another heart, close heartbreaker to Pittsburgh back to back, and then turn around and turn our season into what it was. So uh, one game isn't going to define this team, especially early and especially non-conference. Because again, I mean, we if the, yeah, the key again, is early, Joe. We're finally playing yeah. a team where we actually have tape. We can actually get a good feel of what the other team does. Now, if we can put a game plan out there to stop it, that's another thing. But. If we turn around and, I mean, no one expected us to be Clemson two years ago. And we're closer to Clemson than we were two years ago. So if we turn around and shock the world next week, then we're in the driver's seat as far as in the ACC, as far as our division goes. So they have completely erased the Maryland game. I mean, oh, we've absolutely. talked about that before. The so, score, too, which um, who cares? Again, we just got to mark this up as, as just a learning <laughs> a learning experience, hopefully a motivation uh, experience, and um, not let it ruin this season you know we don't want it to ruin our confidence so, for the rest of the season so that can't happen joe you didn't really answer my question oh god is it a cause for concern or did the was the defense just out of place was it just poorly coached uh did they underestimate maryland yes the defense the defense is what we think it is i think they were underprepared i think that they underestimated them i think that maryland's better than what they are and I don't believe that Syracuse's defense is as bad as what they showed, especially like what I talked about with at some one point, you know, certain points, players trying to do too much and getting out of position and getting beat themselves and uh, making it easier for Maryland to score. So um, that's not the defense you're going to see every week. And um, that defense has a ton of talent on it. I mean, they're only going to get better. They're going to learn from this. There's tape to watch. And right. like, like there's more than there's more than one reason why things went down. Exactly. Well, there always like is. That. There always is. And I'll tell you what, the, the top five reasons weren't Tommy DeVito. Maybe even the top ten. I totally agree. In context of the game, he had some mistakes, but like I said in the beginning, Tommy DeVito actually played a pretty good game. And um, you know, it's just 
part of the learning curve. He he actually played no, a decent yeah. game, but well, considering that their defense couldn't stop them, they, they the offensive line it. is not did not help Devito out like at well, all. Well, that was the other thing. I mean, when the, the other team scores forty two points in the first half, and the offensive line doesn't give you time, and you're on the run, and then you can't formulate a running game because you're getting killed. Yeah, I consider out of all those things, I consider he did pretty good. Yeah. So, um, all right, are you ready to do some fan feedback or what? No, not really. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. By the way, uh, Syracuse did extend its consecutive games with a turnover uh, for the defense at 16. That is the fourth largest Great catch, streak. catch, by the way. Yeah, Cisco's interception. It was beautiful. Uh, that mm-hmm. is the fourth longest streak in the country currently. Uh, also, the 63 points were the most ever by, a Mar- by Maryland against a ranked opponent. So, mm. uh, a little good, a little stinger. It is what it is. I'm telling you, I think Maryland's going to surprise some teams this year. That's all I I'm saying. think they already did. Well, I think more. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, y'all know what to do. Go to at Cuse Militia on the socials. And uh, I propose a question at the end of every game. You answer it, and we try to talk about it. Thank you, everybody, for for commenting. There was a ton. It was really hard. It took me like it took me like probably like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes to like find ten. And I found. I mean, there was like twenty, and I like tried to have to whittle this down. It's really tough. So um, <laughs> the the um, the uh, the call and stuff. We have the number. The number is. Look, there was two problems yesterday with this. It took me a long time to figure out how to get the number to do this so that we could do this and we could all hear one another and you could call right into my computer. And the other thing was uh, the hurricane tore up Virginia Beach. I had no power for almost two days. So I didn't get my power (laughs) until late last night. And um, I was ready. I had a generator and everything out here, but I, like, tested the mic and everything. I'm in the back of the house. The generator is, like, right outside this door back here. And um, I don't know. So, anyways, it was kind of hectic. And um, so... I think that Syracuse game gave me a migraine. And and Joe had a migraine. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) he's got a migraine tonight, too, after the Giants. I'm just saying. No, no, I don't. That was expected. (laughs) So anyway, anyway, we what we're going to try to do is if plus I don't know how much anybody wanted to talk about that game to be honest with you. So what we'll try to do is maybe we'll throw something out on social media to call in for uh pregame on Clemson. Um and we'll just we'll just we'll see how it goes. So uh, I think people are going to want to talk after <laughs> I mean, you're looking at the Clemson preview, Maryland's in the rearview mirror, you know, it yeah, is what no, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. You. Hey, Joe, I, I don't know if you've heard me mention this before. Maybe you have. No, probably Maybe not. you have not. Probably I don't not. know. Do you know 75% of our audience is males? That means the other 25% are cringing right now. Uh, so, because they know what I'm about to talk about, if you've listened. So, here's the thing. Do you guys out there, you want to increase increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed? If you do, if if your wife's complaining, listen up. This is what you got to do. You got to go to BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. BlueChew brings the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they are chewable, they work twice as fast as a regular pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and it ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in a pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. Okay? That's the best part for Joe. That's what he loves. They're made in the USA and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct they're cheaper than a pharmacy right now we've got a special offer for our listeners visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code armchair you just pay the five dollars shipping six pills five bucks do it again that's bluechew b-l-u-e chew.com use the promo code armchair and try it for free five dollars shipping so Bluetooth is better, cheaper, faster choice. 
And we thank them for their sponsorship of the Q's Militia Podcast. And as always, uh, go to my bookie, check them out. They are going to double your deposit right now up to a thousand bucks. Just use the promo code chair to activate that offer. That's promo code chair to activate that offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and what happens after that? You get paid. So, as everybody knows, right, Joe? Nope. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> All right. So, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, we got some fan feedback. Twitter was awesome with the fan feedback. So hats off. Twitter wins the feedback wars uh, yep. this this week because they were just great. So I'm going to start with Twitter. Um, man, I don't know where to start. You know what I'm going to start with? I'm going to start. You no know way. what? I, you know what else I'm going to do too, Joe? You know what I'm thinking? Just so everybody Pop knows. The blue th- no, I'm no, not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. I need sleep. So. <laughs> So the uh, because so, sometimes this is really hard to to uh, pick these, you know. So what we're gonna do is the one with the most likes is definitely getting in. After that, I'm gonna pick the other nine. How's that sound? Let's start with at Tony Staffieri. Uh, he says this team is not who we thought they were. The phrase "only one game" will be uttered all week, but waiting outside Gate B at the Dome next Saturday is the best team in the country. Joe. Yeah. Only one game? You buying that? Eh, might be two. <laughs> but. I think it's going to, unfortunately, like we discussed, the offense right now, especially with Sam Heckelow, the, the offense is you. what you see is what you're going to get. And that's why we rely so much like on I the said, defense. I, I still feel like you can always get better. I think Absolutely. you're dealing with NFL. Absolutely. Everyone's professionals. You can do draft free agency. You can change. You can go from worst to first in a year. But when it comes to college, uh, it takes time for these kids to actually grow. And it's just funny because sometimes just right in the middle of a game or a season, something can just click and can change everything. So the more they play, the better they're going to get. And that's kind of the way that um, it works in college, especially when you change over three starting an offense alignment and a quarterback. So, um, we're used to Dungey, and I think we overestimated some of the things that we were going to miss with him. And uh, I think some of the players on the, the offense out in the field did as well, because Tommy's not going to run and dive and do all that stuff that Dungey does all the, or did all the time. Nor should so, he. Nor should he. No, he definitely shouldn't. So uh, the offense is different. It's going to change, and it's going to take a little bit of time when you bring in new people. So. Yeah. Is it going to get changed overnight? Is it going to get changed for Clemson for number one? Hmm, I don't know. It's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough. I mean, when we beat Clemson the first time, they didn't play their best game, and that's kind of what it needs to happen if you're going to beat the number one team. Well, that would need, that's what needed to happen anyway, even if we were to beat Maryland. Any given Clemson. Saturday. I mean, the term. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, I don't expect our defense to play. I bet you our defense plays better against Clemson than they did Maryland. I don't. I don't even. I would put I'd put five hundred bucks on it right now. I'm not going to, but I would. No. Well, usually you see a team when they play perform like that, they not are not happy with themselves, and they make sure they come back to make sure that they don't get uh, made to look like that again. Because that's pretty embarrassing, especially when you're on national television. Uh, when you're an athlete yeah. like that, so you want to compete, you want to win. You were were a ranked team, and you know they're going to go back to the drawing board, but they're not going to be. You know, Clemson's not going to be getting a happy. Happy Syracuse defense next week. Doesn't mean that they can't score, but you know, well, I mean, it's going like, to be different. Like I, I'm, cohesion, I'm saying, cohesion. I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough go for a little bit. But uh, at Jay Carpenter seventy four, if you told me Tommy goes twenty eight for thirty nine for three hundred and thirty yards and three DDs and only one pick with the way the defense played last week at Liberty, I'd say we'd win. But the defense didn't show up with the exception of the Cisco pick. Yeah, I mean, eight sacks last week, one sack this week. Um, Jackson just carved him up. He had a QB rating of 141.5. Yeah. I mean. That looks good in that system. Uh, it's scary good. It looks good. good. Yeah. And really he had good. players, playmakers all around. That McFarland kid was really good. They had I, a couple good running backs, a couple good receivers. He got injured last year early in the season, too. And, um, you know, he's getting another who's, year to play. So, huh? Who's that? 
Jackson. Oh yeah, he got when when uh, he's playing for Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Actually, hmm. that was the game. Old Dominion actually upset Virginia Tech last year. Uh, so at J J Long five ninety one, people are getting so damn worked up about not getting game day. It's a three hour morning football TV show. Show hope the team comes back pissed off and the crowd shows up and plays Clemson close once again. The outrage about the game day thing was an actual thing yesterday, last evening. Right. And I understand it. I'm on, like, here's me in game day. Like, okay, that would be cool, but I don't care. Like, I, I don't care if they make a spectacle, no. you know, on, on SU campus or not. Right? I mean, you think Lou Corso is going to put on the auto costume anyway? I mean, you know, you, you yeah. want Luke Corso out there, he's going to put on a tiger, and then then what? So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's great yeah. It's great well, publicity I mean, for the team. It's great national recognition. But the game is, what, 7.30 on Saturday night anyway, right? So, yeah, it's on prime time. It's going to be the yeah. number one team in, in, in the country. And at the end of the day, um, I mean, I'm not going to – poo-poo any fans or this, this or that but you know we have our certain opinions about certain fans and so do other people as well and um i mean when people talk like that you make it sound like the only reason you're going to go to the clemson game was because game day was going to be there otherwise who really cares Listen, so and the players are on these the players see all this stuff and right. i know i know many people don't care but many people don't actually use their their real names and things like that Look, and, and here's the thing. Right. Do what you want. And I love you all. And look, here's the thing. I'm fine with everybody. I'm fine with people trashing the team. I'm fine with people being overly homer and ridiculous that Syracuse can do no wrong. I'm fine with all that. I love all that. But the fact is, you seeing all these tickets go on sale on StubHub, I mean, come on. The jumping ship is second game of the season. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, this, yeah. th- I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm not. That's why I don't care. That's why I don't care either. It sucks. There is no doubt about it. It sucks. But no, like I said, I mean, it's more or less like it's those, those fans. I mean, who's to know how many of those fans that are doing that anyway are just those Fairweather fans that are going to talk that probably weren't even going to the game to begin with. Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, you have someone like me or you, right? Like, it would have been nice to watch it on TV because we live out of state. Of course, we weren't going to go to game day if it was there. Right, but and, and I get the aspect of being there. How many of these fans that are poo-pooing sure. this whole game day thing, how many were even going to go? And then on, t- on top of that, if you're a fan that's was only going to go because game day was going there, then, like, I don't, I mean, whatever. Like, I just, it is what it is. Like they said, I mean, one game, like, those are the fans that haven't been cheering or watching the past couple of years that haven't been on the, you know, gone through the tough times or seen this whole thing come up. They just want to bandwagon off this one year and hope that what we win every game. And if we don't, then what you're going to not come anymore. Like we don't, we don't need that. I mean, we heard all the rumblings of playoffs. No team, playoffs. no team needs that. Yeah. yeah. No. So I'm sorry uh, that your expectations got flown out of proportion. Well, and I don't know where you got it from. Wasn't listening to us. That's no, sure. it wasn't. But. I was just going to say that your expectations were the defense is going to be pretty good, or should have been if you listen. The defense is going to be pretty good, probably improve. The offense is going to be a work in progress until it gets figured out. That's pretty much what we said. So, yeah. and I'm not trying to coin myself as some expert, but I mean Joe is. I'll coin Joe as the expert. At Keen WJ Bill, he says defense. Uh, which is their alleged strength, got their ass kicked by Maryland. Offense line, offensive line was off, awful. Hopefully they enjoyed the ranking for the split second they had it. Had to worry when they only scored 24 versus Liberty and Maryland racked up 79 at, um, who was it? Howard. Howard. So, yeah, it's cut off here. So, yeah, I think I was a little worried when they only put 24 on, on Liberty, but the defense gave me... Gave me hope. That's why I thought it was kind of be a kind of going to be a low scoring game, but like I said, Josh Jackson, man, I mean, he just kind of crushed it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Louisiana Lafayette put more on Liberty this week than we did. But yeah, see, I mean, 
Yeah, but I mean that that's an interesting kind of scheme that they had too with the Josh with the, the run pass option they had, that they had. But they had tape to look at as well. Yeah, yeah, and they they forced our guys to play out in space, and we had to be very very disciplined in in what we were supposed to do, and obviously we weren't, and obviously it took a little while for us to kind of figure out what they were doing anyway. And by that time, we had guys trying to make too many big plays and offense wasn't keep our offense wasn't keeping up with their offense and it just went downhill. So again, it's, that's one of those things that you learn from and I guarantee you it's not going to be an easy, easy week of uh, practice, but I bet you it's going to be well worth it. That's for sure. Yeah. And you know, you grow from these things. That's all we can hope for. So uh, the, at the big E underscore two, two, eight, he says Clemson 70, <laughs> Clemson 70, Syracuse 7. <laughs> so, it's awful. It's terrible. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Uh, but, you out know. Of all, out of all the stuff that you could have picked, you said there were so many things. There, you there picked was, 10 and you picked that one? Just, there was, really? There were so many like that. I had to put one of them in. Come on. So, uh, come on. That's funny. So anyway, have a sense of humor. Going to be that. Uh, oh. I, I know, and he's obviously joking too. At really? Defin, I mean, I hope that? so. I hope so. <laughs> At Defin one we made their offense look like it's the best in the country, or are they? Halfway through the game, their crowd was chanting "overrated." We just might be that. Well, obviously, we were. We were overrated. I don't think looking back on the first two games that we should have been in the top twenty-five. They base all of that off of what you did in the previous year and kind of an expectation of what's to come. And, you know, the expectations were there, I think, that it was legit to be in the top 25. Overrated? Yeah. Yeah. Right, Joe? Well, and it's, yeah, and it's, that's that's what makes college football so tough because you can have a couple injuries here or lose a couple games early. And by the end of the year, you could probably be one of the better teams. So, um, not to say that we can't be a top twenty-five team I don't, well, um, okay. by by the end of the year, but um, I would say we're more we were more overrated based upon the expectations that were thrown on us for two thousand nineteen, more so than what we did last year. And who's to say, like again, like I said, like who's to say that Maryland? I mean, right now, statistically and points wise, they are number one offense in the country. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, who's to say that they're not just a way better team? Who's to say they're not a top 15 team that just caught us on a bad day? Yeah, absolutely. At, at third place, you know? So, like um, I said, I'm not worried. It's a non-conference game. We're going to grow from this. I've got a couple more. You guys want to keep going? Uh, let's do... Yeah, sure. Let's do... Um, I had so many. I got to do this one. I got to do those two for Facebook. Let me do. Let me do this. Let me do this. At coach, Do it. I'm trying. At coach V8, sometimes a good ass kicking is exactly what a team needs. Appears they will all have been. It appears that they all have been reading their pa- press clippings on how good they are. Get back to work and see you in the dome next Saturday. Basically, what he's saying is what we're saying. He get, they kind of underestimated, maybe the defense underestimated Maryland a little bit, but is Maryland that good? Like um, Defin01 right. said, I think they are. I think Maryland, like you said, Joe, coming into this segment, they're going to surprise more teams other than Syracuse. So um, that offense yeah. is, you know, you're talking about the offensive coordinator from Alabama, folks. Okay? He was there for, what, three full seasons, right? 15, 16, 15, 16, 17, right? Or was it 16, 17, 18? Either way, it's three or four seasons. So, you yeah. know, you're you're well, I'll you're, tell you, you're I coaching mean, under Nick Saban and running that offense. I mean, you're going to learn a lot and you're going to develop. And he obviously uh, deserves to be a head coach, in my opinion. Yeah. Talking and about honestly, if anything, this just tells more of Dino Baber's press conferences and some of his quotes from the offseason. It's, it's a lot more telling because – 
he didn't seem as confident as everybody else, you know, and all the, the media and, and what they were saying in, and based upon what happened last year, he just didn't come off as confident. And he just used to always talk about, you know, well, the defense ahead of the offense and, you know, let's, we'll see what we got and say stuff like, like he always didn't in any talk that like he was worried about injuries and cohesion because, you know, heckle wasn't there. And some of the receivers weren't there. Nikeem Johnson wasn't there most of the time. Like he didn't, he didn't, he never sounded sold. He didn't sound as he hasn't sounded so ex- as excited this off season as he did last year. Yeah, and I think that it's one of those things too. When sometimes, you know, as um, you know, teenagers and, and young adults, they like to think they know know it all and they're untouchable and they don't want to listen to the old adults because oh, you don't know. And I think they went through a great season last year and and they might have got some they might they might be a little overconfident and. Um, I'm not saying that a coach would want their teams to to lose, but a team, I think when a coach sees an overconfident team and a team that doesn't want to maybe listen to them and they might think they're better than what they are, they know that a loss is is coming. Not to say that they're going to set one up, but it eventually happens like this, like exactly like this, this comment, like sometimes you get overconfident and you get your butts, you get your butt whooped. and, And that's when you actually get a little bit of, uh, you know, like what Dino said, humble pie. Yeah, hum- exactly. And it goes right back to that, Joe. I was just going to say that. So, um, you know, better to get it now than yep. later. So, y- yep. y- exactly. So, uh, here's one. At Oil Cuse, our buddy Captain Patrick, he says, I pick Cuse to lose at Maryland. Check your predictions tweets. Okay, I believe you, Cap. I believe you. Yeah. The sky I is mean, You remember that, right? I remember that. I picked I- my predictions, I mean... Like I said, I was basically going back and forth between nine and three and eight and four, and Clemson and Maryland were two right. of my losses. Okay, all right. So well, just, I didn't have I them mean, losing against Maryland, so I'm not going to act like I did. But uh, good on good on Captain Patrick here. He says the sky isn't falling. I still think we go nine and three. The defense was a disappointment. Now this is a level-headed, very rational comment. After just probably 10 minutes after that loss. Yeah. So, and I mean, I could buy into that tweet. I could buy into that all well, day. Yeah. So it's very rational after 10 minutes. I mean, I think after a while I was, I, I watched the whole game, but I was, I don't want to say at peace. I was upset at the beginning. And then I, there was a point where I was like, okay, well maybe we can get it close. Let's get it. To, let's get to 20 to 35 before halftime. And maybe we can do something, yeah, make some halftime hoping. adjustments, you know, something like that. But, it just wasn't meant to be, and, and and when I finally realized that in, in the second half, I just realized that obviously um, this team isn't either either they're overconfident or they're not all putting in the amount of effort they need, or they just need time to just you know mesh. So I was kind of at peace with it coming to fourth quarter. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> yeah. I got I got two more. We're gonna just do these two Facebook ones real quick. Rocco and Zach uh, made the Facebook cut. The only two, and I apologize, but Twitter was just so good after this game. So um, I went with most of those. Rocco says, "Absolute freaking disaster! Changed my entire outlook on the season. The goal is to go seven and five or better now. Well, or better now, yeah, obviously. But seven and five. I mean." <laughs> I, heard I mean, I think else. you got to be realistic, right? I, I want to yeah. win every game, right? So I right. start off is, I mean, if I were to make a prediction, it would be realistic. I'd go through like what I said, right? Yeah. But since we started the season, I want to go 12 and 0. Right. Sure. And if we lose a game, okay, I want to go 11 well, and 1. Now you want to go 11 and 1. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you can change. I mean, you can talk all your realistic one or whatever. Like last year, I think there's a lot of people that thought we were going to end up a lot worse after we lost that Clemson and Pittsburgh game. And we, we went on a little run and we won some games. And uh, there's no reason why that can't happen again this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Rocco, I mean, I get it. I get it. But I don't know. Hey, Rocco. Seven and five. I don't know. I, I could see seven and five. That's why I don't want to argue yeah. with it. <laughs> right. Yeah, 100%. Right. So, okay. But again, I mean, do you, that's a regression from last year, but again, yeah. considering that it's a different, it's a change of a quarterback and a change of a little bit of a culture. Offensive and, scheme, you know, period. The whole right. offensive scheme has changed. So, right. Um, well, I mean, it's just, that's what it is in, in football. That's what it is. Like it's always 
if you were the involving, changing of the guards yeah. of, of quarterback, yeah. it could it's, be ugly. College football until sure. you get it's even an NFL. Yeah, well, they're more solid in the NFL. Let's be honest. No, not always. I mean, I mean, not when Eli gets pulled for 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 Danny, whatever the hell. How long is. have the Bills been trying? They've been searching for a damn starting <laughs> <Yeah>. quarterback. <laughs> it's like ten years. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So until you get that solidified. Then it could be ugly, and it, sure. we got it solidified with Dungey and Nassib, who are two recent better quarterbacks, and they got us to near the end of the careers, eight, nine, ten win seasons in bowl games. Right. So it takes time. It's not just like we can't flip a switch and oh, we got. No, absolutely, next- and especially with where we're at anyway, and in, in the rebuild that that Dino has gone through. Right. So he's got Devito's got three years, and if his yes. first year at the helm, he turns around and goes seven and five, and we make a bowl game, go eight and it's five. Not terrible. That's pretty good, and he's still got two more years at the helm. Absolutely. And Cisco was what? Uh, he's a sophomore this year, right? Oh yeah. So I mean, I mean we know we're bringing lot- in talent. So I mean, yeah. again, yeah. Um, Zach says, wasn't expecting that big, that, wait, hold on. Wasn't expecting that big <laughs> of a kink in the armor, but I am, re- yes. I've been doing so good, Joe. You know what? <laughs> Wrap it around and <laughs> yourself because, <laughs> because oh, I've been man. doing so good. Wasn't expecting that big of a kink in the armor, but I'm remind, I am reminded there are a lot of new faces. I think the problem is we shouldn't have been so hyped this year. This is a learning year. I'm happy with a bull. So Zach's happy going six and six, guys. Okay? You know, lots of new faces. The offensive line doesn't have the cohesion. And um, it kind of Word is. Word of the day. <laughs> Word of the year. Yeah, Word of the so year. So far. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah. Zach's happy with six and six. I'm happy with six and six in a bowl. Problem is, I don't know where that bowl would be. I was trying to make the bowl game. So, an orange bowl, like, that's kind of what I'm still shooting the, for. The, the, <laughs> the bourbon for- bowl. <laughs> the poo bowl. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that's it, Joe. What do you got? You got anything else? <sighs> I'm going to take a that tough, as a no. Tough long week. Of- I'm so glad that football is back. So glad. But... With that Syracuse loss and the Giants loss, and the Giants got handled today. Hey, shout fantasy, out to shout fantasy out. teams didn't work out too great. Tyree Kill going down uh, at, at Tony Cuse forty four. By the way, uh, uh, Dallas fan. So um, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. There's a Dallas bunch of them. Good. But there's Prescott a bunch of them. And great. just just for the record, Tony Tony's Syracuse water boy. It just for the record. Um, Dallas fans usually annoy the hell out of me, but for some reason this guy doesn't. But it's okay. It's okay. It's because he's a Syracuse fan. I know. Too. I know. I think that's what does it. If he wasn't a Syracuse fan, it'd be a different story. But anyway, that's all we got. That's all we got, Joe. We're gonna be back here. We want to try to take calls if we can. We're gonna have some some guests on. We're gonna make it a big to do. We're gonna try to make it a big to do for the Clemson are we? pregame. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We are. Okay. What's, okay. What day is that gonna be? You know. <laughs> It might be over the course of a couple of days. I don't know yet. Okay. Right. Um, right. Just saying, it might be easier to break it up, and, and we'll put it together for everybody. Hopefully, okay. we'll get that out Wednesday evening for you, which would be a day late. But I mean, it is Clemson, and we want to kind of try to uh, give some voices and and, right. and have some fun with it. So, well, when um, you figure out the times, just get with my secretary. Yeah, yeah. Her name is Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I will text her just like random. I normally do. It's married Joe, but we call her Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you to my bookie. Thank you to Blue Chew. Thank you to Armchair Media. Thanks to all of you for participating in fan feedback, for listening to the show. We couldn't do it without you. We love you. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe.